Okay, let's begin Parshas Chayesara, Tavshin Pei, 5780, and we get into Parshas Chayesara, Shabbos Chevron, as it's called, uh, and we talk about the first time that uh, a piece of land was bought in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, Maras Machpela, the, the search for a wife for uh, the second of the Avos, Yisra Gavinu, a lot on our plate to talk about uh, here in the Parsha. We start off with a medrash, a well-known medrash, or one that we've spoken about in the past, very unusual, very Interesting medrash that's quoted here in the beginning of source number one. Rabbi Kiva Hayyad Yoshev Vidorish. Rabbi Kiva was once giving shir. Interesting lashon, Yoshev Vidorish. Why is that pertinent to the message? Rabbi Kiva was giving shir. Rabbi Kiva Hayyad Dorish. Dafka Yoshev is, is maybe adding something that we didn't think about. Yes, we know that in the days of old that the the uh, Rebbe was uh, above the Talmudim. The Talmudim sat on the floor. The Rebbe was raised up, sitting. In the days of old, they used to learn Torah standing, but then they changed to sitting. But what's the emphasis of Yoshef? Okay, keep that in mind. But what happened? He was giving shear, and the Talmudim and the shear were falling asleep. Rebbe Akiva. L'chora, there was fire around Rebbe Akiva when he gave shear, and the Malachim probably came to hear Rebbe Akiva shear as well. Probably was not a a um, a shear that would be so easy to fall asleep in, and yet How is that possible? No, we could fall asleep, okay, but you know, Rabbi Akiva is not giving shear. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, Moshe Rabbeinu was awed at the shear that Rabbi Akiva gave Menachas Chavtes. So Rabbi Akiva, and also an unusual lashon. Of Bikesh Ha'am, Lihisnam name. The Am, what about Talmidim? The nation was falling asleep. The Am was in the Shear room. So what's the Yoshev? We focus on the words, which aren't always focused on by uh, some of the other Mafarshim. Bikesh Ha'am, Lihisnam name. Bikesh Laurel So Rabbi Kiva says, okay, I have to try to wake him up. How can I wake him up? So he says the following Chazal. Omar Marasa Esther Shetimloch Al Kuf Medinos. What did Esther see? to be able to rule over 127 countries, Tavo Bazbita, Shalsara, Shechaisa, Kufchav Zayin Shanim, Vitimloch al Kufchav Zayin Medinos. Esther Amalka saw, what did she see? To rule over 127, she saw Sara Imenu, who lived for 127 years. And that's the first Pasuk in our Parsha, Vayu Chayi Sara Me'ashana, Ve'estrim Shana, Ve'shevashanim, Shnei Chayi Sara. So, what exactly is the message of the awakening? We could have thought, also every line of this medrash requires elaboration. There could be some other exciting, amazing chazals that Rebekiva could have quoted. Rebekiva could have told a story about his daughter before she got married in the snake. That would have been a pretty exciting story. Right? Many things Rebekiva could have said. And yet, he quotes this. And also, another word. We focused on the word Yoshev. We focused on the word Ha'am. What about the word Ra'asa? Did Esther see something? As if Esther saw Sarah in her mind and learned from her something. What did Esther see that made her bizocha to 127? She saw Sarah and it's 127. So what exactly is, is uh, the depth of this message and of this message? Says Rabbi Yosef the Chemi Kornitzer here in his commentary on the Torah. It's Sarech Bi'ur. Eich Efshar Shabbat Drashas Hatano Eloki Rabbi Akiva Denafkin Zukukin Denura Mipume. There was fire coming out of his mouth. Well, we know about Rabbi Yosef and Uziel that birds used to get burned up when they flew over his learning Torah. We know that there was the Arizal talks about that when the Alshech used to give shear, the Malachim used to come and listen. That was five hundred years ago when the Alshech, the Arizal used to see the Malach. He saw Avram Yisrael Yachid. He saw the Ushvizin come. And that was just nothing, to, nothing against the Alshech, but that was the Alshech. We're talking about the Avos. We're talking about the Rabbi Akiva. Akiva, the great Tanaim, the Avos of our Ummah. Somebody falls asleep. Yistamne Ma'am. So the questions that we ask. Base Kasha Lashemar Rasa, Kilo Davatali Bebechirasa. What did she see? As if she made some type of decision. So Vanire, he quotes from the Chasam Sofer, one of his ancestors. One of his ancestors, Yosef Nechemia. But Masha Amru Besara Shachaisa Kufchav Zayin Shanim. Halalafiyah Cheshbon Shasa Yitzchak. 
It says she lived for 127. If you look at the Gemara in Shabbos about Yisra Gavinu, we've quoted the Gemara in the past. Daf Peites, Rabbi Kiva, the Rabbi Yisra Gavinu is defending Kla Yisrael. Hashem wants to destroy them, and Yisra says, "Oh, they didn't sin so much. How much does a person live? 70 years. The first 20 they're not punishable anyway. The other 25 years they're just doing their human, you know, needs. So he's chipping away from the years of avoda of a person." So what does it mean anyway that 127 years of of uh, of life of Sarah is that just talking about the physical, or is there something deeper here? So he quotes from Yisrael Those years don't really count. What years count? Years of service to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So what does it mean? She lived 127. She lived as an Eved Hashem, maybe less than that. But says the Rabbi Yosef de Chemyad, no. She lived 127 and maybe even more than 127. Why? Because we know Sarah was Osekes Pesar Chetzibor. She wasn't just only interested in herself. She was interested in raising up those around her. And even if it sacrificed some of her own levels, she said, that's what I have to do. Kfaramarti. And he says, Ki dome If somebody's mezaka the rabim, it's like a craftsman that makes a machine. Uman The craftsman could be sleeping. But if there's somebody using the machine, then I'm still the source of that ability. Cain, so everybody is mezakeh the rabim. Whenever the rabim is gaining that schus, they're being mezakeh. And it, it's accruing to them. Cain archos, kol mezakeh ha-rabim. Kocham po'el va'oseh pritov, gam be'eshe yeshenem u'metelel marasayin. Even if they're not involved. Right, if somebody writes a sefer, somebody learns from that sefer, they could be sleeping. They could be from 200 years ago. Right now we're learning Rav Yosef Nechemi's Torah. Right, he's getting zchuyos now, even though he passed on many years ago. But the years keep keep expanding. If somebody's mezakeh the rabbin, the alkain be'emes amru, it says in the medrash, on sorry imenu shaleh no mar kra yodei Hashem yimei tamimim ki gamshu apasik no mar shachaisa rakuf chav zayin shanim. We ask, isn't it less than 127? It's really more than 127. We see a certain life. We see a certain amount of years that a human being lives. But really, they live on. Really, whenever a parent is mezake a child, a Rebbe is mezake a Talmud, anyone is mezake and mashpia, they live on, as the Gemara says elsewhere, sifsosav dovavos pekever. But it's not just the lips when the Torah is spoken, but it's any ashpa that we can have. Even when she died, she kept going. Because that was Sarah Imenu. Someone who cared about the cloud, the first of the Imahos. Really the mother of our religion. There were three, there were four. But the Ima, Sarah Imenu. And how did she have that power? She was Osekes in the good of others. Megayeres, Esanashim. She spread monotheism as Avraham did. Kirei So now, that was Sarah's life. That was her model. Sarah Imenu is the model for not only us, but she was a model for Esther Hamalka. Esther was taken into the palace. Shalostavka, and what does she do? Okay, a little help from Mordechai. But what does she do? She risks everything. She says, I'm not here for myself. I'm here for the Am. I'm here for others. Maybe I could gain my own spirituality and remain the, the, the only Jew. It's not what it's about. She learned that from her great great grandmother, because that's what, a, what that's what it's about. It's about being mashpi on others and raising them up, even if I have to take one, so to speak, for the team and have a little less for myself. That's raw, Esther. That's a model of Sarah who acts in this way. Acting for the Klau, Esther says, I have to act for the Klau. And she was Zohar to be the queen for, of 127. Hashem put her into that state. Maybe it was because she was this type of person that Hashem put her into that state to rule over all of the Medinos so that she could then continue being that type of person to be Moseris herself and, 
give so much to the to the Ab. That's Esther, that's Sarah. Now we have to get to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was sitting, Yoshev Adorish. So again, what is Yoshev? Yoshev means he's sitting in the base Medrash, just to emphasize that he's inside the base Medrash. Yoshev Adorish. And then he, Bikesh Ha'am. What's the Am? Who's the Am? The Am says, Rabbi Yosef Adorish are not the Talmidim that are sitting in front of Rabbi Akiva. They're not falling asleep. Rabbi Akiva is giving them sheer. They're excited. They see the fire coming out of his mouth. They see the malachim. The am, what does the am always mean? It means the hamon am. It means the nation. It means Rabbi Kiva was giving shir and all of a sudden he looked out the window and he realized that so many Jews out there are uninspired. So many Jews out there need some chizik. Bikesh ha'am lehisnam name. He saw the Am falling asleep spiritually, like the Rambam writes in at least two places, Hilchas Mezuzah, Hilchas Shuvah, that sometimes we sleepwalk through life and we have to be woken up. So he sees that they're sleepwalking through life. And he feels, he says, I need to wake them up. What was the message that he took to himself in order to realize that he has to wake them up, Esther and Sarah? Removing myself and what happens? Says Rabbi Yosef Nechemia, here Gesha'am Hashem Bachutz. Like the Gemara says at the end of Rosh Hashanah, the Am Shebesados, the Am that's outside. She'elam Eisek Bebeis Hamedrash, Hema Bein Tayim Hochim and Idaldulim. They're getting low. They're losing it, right? And the they're losing the inspiration. Bikesha'am Lehisnam Name. So what does he do? He wanted to wake them up. So how did he wake them up? He must have gone outside and woken them up and learned that message from Esther and Sarah. That we have to go out of our Dalar Amos in order to be Mashpia. Because that's what Esther did, that's what Sarah did, and that's what Rabbi Akiva did. And he taught by example and he went out and that answers why Yoshev is emphasized. That's the Am, that's how they can fall asleep, and that's the uh, message of Esther and Sarah. Okay, we always have to know to give of ourselves. We mentioned in the past many times, that's the Rav Nassim Adler thought on Hakel, Hakel, Anashim, Anashim, Metaf, right? Men, women, and babies. And the Ramban there at the end of the Torah wonders, babies? Can't mean babies. What do babies have to do with the spirituality? It must mean, Ketanim Must be, you know, young children. But the Ramban acknowledges, but that's not what Chazal sound like. Because Chazal say, why bring the Taf? To give schar to those who bring them. And all the Mepharshim ask, if they're just babies, what kind of schar are they going to get? And the answer is, because we have to include them. It goes in. There's some osmosis of the spirituality in, even if it, if it makes my own spirituality somewhat more, somewhat more limited for the, for the moment. Okay, so that's 127. That's the first pasuk here in Chayisara. So what happens? Sarah dies. Many years ago, we quoted the Klayakar on this Pasuk. Why, Dafka, does it mention Kiryas Arba and Chevron here? We know from last week's Parsha, there was also other names, Mamre and, uh, and, and others, a fourth. Be'eretz Kenan, Vayavo Avraham, Sarah, So Avraham comes to eulogize Sarah, Lispol Sarah, Sarah, and to, and to cry for her. Right? And Rashi here quotes, right? The Torah does not say. The Torah does not say anything about any reason, any cause of death. Just as it says she died. Last time we had anything about Sarah, the last thing we know about Sarah in her life was with Yishmael. She told Avraham, go, go send Yishmael out. That's the last thing we know. The Akedah mentions nothing about her. Did he tell her? Did Avraham tell her about the Akedah? We have no idea. According to the Medrash, no. According to the Medrash, the Satan told her about the Akedah. But the near miss of the Akedah. And that's a Rashi quotes here. Lispolis or Avalivkosa, Nisbacha Bisa Sarl Akedas Yishak, Lefi, Sha'ayide Bisuras Ha Akedah, Shenis Damein Benalashita, Vikimat Shalonishat. And we don't know how the Satan expressed this, probably in, in an evil devilish way, leading up, making her who her, her lose herself, Parchanish Maslami man of a Mesa. Okay, we'll get back to that soon. But let's first pick up on a Mesorah that so from have for many, many generations, and that is that in this Pasuk we have a little letter. There are many big and little letters. Not many, numerous, that our Sifrei Torah have, and it could have been that even older, 
older Svarim have have um, others, right? There's an ancient, ancient Sefer, the Sefer Tagi that lists off. Rashi a couple weeks ago mentioned one that we don't have. But if you look at Rashi at the end of Parsha's Noach, the last word in Noach is Bicharon. Rashi quotes Nun Hafucha. It's a backwards Nun. to teach me We don't have a backwards Nun. We only have one backwards letter in the Torah. Actually, two, right? The Nun and Hafuchin in Baloscha. One... One, one place where that is. Rashi had, a, had another one. So, here though, the Mesorah is in most, uh, Torahs. That is to have a little cuff in Veliv Kosa. As if, as if to say, and this is what the Balaturim points out, as if to say that the cry was muted. The cry was limited. Lispod Mesorah, that's full. That was a, a eulogy. That's a, that was a eulogy. But the Bechi, the cry that Avram had for his wife, was muted. That's what the Balaturim says. You source number two, quotes the Balaturim. Shalobacha Kafkatana. Valama. Shalobacha Avramelamaat. He only cried a little bit. Why? Lefisha's Kenahisa. Because she was old. So you read the Pasik, you read the Balaturim, and it sounds like, okay, she lived a full life. You know, we cry, we cry more Rahman al when there are tragic deaths. If somebody was 109 years old, even if however they died, it's terrible, but they were 109. They had a full life. They, uh, you know, they lived to see generations. Is that what the Baal Torah means? She was old. She was 127. Okay. But it's Sara Imenu. You still cry for Sara Imenu. Even if, even if somebody's 107, the 90-year-old kids are going to cry because it's their mother. And the 109-year-old husband is going to cry. Right? They celebrated 85, 90 years together. It's going to cry. So, so what does it mean that they didn't cry? So he quotes here, the Otsu Zantari quotes from his father, the Bikure Avraham. Maybe there's a deeper idea here. And again, many Mepharshim suggest this, but we're going to read it here, this year from, from here. Good. Says the, and he just contrasts that even to Aaron Akoin. Aaron was 120, and everybody cried. Okay, seven years less. Call base Yisrael cried. But Yifkos Aaron Shloshim Yom. Call base Yisrael. Ella says the Bikure Avraham. Ella Baha Torah Lirmoskan. Shevach Godol Vatal Avraham Avinu. This puzzle is really alluding to us an unbelievable point of admiration that we need to have about Avraham. Because remember, he came back from the Akeda and he saw that Sarah had died. And he knew the Malach and he knew the Satan. And the question is, what is he going to do now? The Satan never stops. He couldn't stop Avram from doing the Akeda, so at least I'll try to get him to regret the Akeda. He knew he had a hand in Sarah's death, as Rashi quotes. So now what? He's in such pain, he lost his wife. But he knows it was meant to be. He knows, yes, he had a hand in it, but he knows ultimately it was meant to be. But he doesn't want to give anybody else the false impression. But he's able to channel his feelings into Avodah Hashem and have more of Hesped than of Bechi. So that nobody thinks that maybe he himself recognizes that he didn't do it in that way, and he doesn't re- regret it at all. To regret, what did Avram do? To distance himself from those thoughts, to regret the mitzvah? He muted the crying. Look at the depths of the Balaturim. There's a small cough, Why? She was old. What does that mean? Not because, oh, she was old, so it wasn't worth it to cry so much. No, because Avram realized that she was an elderly woman and it was her time to die. It wasn't that he caused her to die prematurely. That's what it means, she was a skein and Avram realized that. And he didn't take it upon himself with guilty feelings that would make him regret. And that's why he muted his cry, so that he wouldn't come to that. 
That by muting the cries, remember, sometimes the more we cry, the more we might feel it, the pain. Even though we obviously have to uh, recognize and there's a cathartic element to the crying also. But at least in, for Avram's sense. And through these machshavas, so the Yetzer wouldn't push these machshavas away. And he only cried a little bit because she was old and he realized that she was supposed to die. This exact point is also mentioned on the previous Pasuk. Back in the Otsra Torah, in the previous piece of the same Sefer, he discusses, and this he quotes from the Sefer Shvus Yehuda, again, the Otsra Torah is a contemporary, right, the double Lashon on the first Pasuk. Vayiyu chayi sara, mei ashana v'esam shana v'shev ashanim, shnei chayi sara. And again, we've quoted in the past. What is that? The Ksava Kabbalah had an unbelievable pshat. If you remember, a couple many years ago, ten years ago, we mentioned shnei chayi, the two lives of Sarah. But here, the Pashas is, why does it repeat Shnei Chayi Sarah? So suggest the Shevet Yehuda. Don't think that she died early. Don't think that, you know, the Chazal that we say, the Satan, that might have been the cause of it, but there could have been other causes at the exact same moment. But we believe that Kodesh Baruch Hu is in charge. And how it is that people have Bechir Rechavshis, but... Hashem's in charge. We don't fully understand it. But that's what we believe. As he quotes the Chazal in the big bold letters, Any little Yisurin, right? The Gemara in Arachin. Putting my hand in my pocket, I want to take out a five. I take out a ten. Whatever it is. Any, I put my right sleeve into my left arm. Any little bit is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Shavuz Yehuda. That's why the Torah emphasizes in this Pasuk again, Shnei Chayi Sarah. These were the years. This is what it was always supposed to be. It was always supposed to be 127. It wasn't missing anything. And this is what Chazal Darshan, he quotes the same, the same Pasuk. And that's where he also answers the question that is asked. How did Sarah die? How did Sarah die? So how could any, any Nezek be caused? The answer is, he didn't. It was just this happened, but it would have been some other way. But it wasn't the Maisakeda caused her. Again, this is what we believe. Are there echoes of other Shitos? There is a minority opinion out there of the Mepharshim, which is very difficult to accept, but it is out there. And again, it's a Shita, and obviously we find some evidence of this. The Arachayim HaKadosh has a, has a very unique Pshan in Parshas Vayeshev, why the brothers threw Yosef into the pit and didn't kill Yosef, because he says... If, the, if we throw them into the pit, it's up to God. You know, well, the, whether the animals don't have das. So if the animals do something, he's chayamisa, and if not, he's not chayamisa. But if we do something, that wouldn't be a raya, says the Arachayim HaKadosh, which is, uh, which is a chiddish gadol. But again, generally, the, the more traditional, accepted shot is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. If somebody was going to die at a certain moment, that was it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was gozer. Somebody was supposed to get sick at a certain moment. Obviously, we have... You know, we have to do our ishtavos. We can't do things that make us sick. But that is what this thought is here. Says the, uh, but again, obviously the Arachayim is entitled to his opinion and uh, we have to analyze that Arachayim a little deeper. Maybe we will in a couple of weeks. But here, Shnei Chayi Sarah. She was supposed to die and that's why the cry was muted by Abraham and that's the depths of the statement of the Balaturim. He I saw, the Vishitzkena I saw, and that's what we learned. Okay. But now let's ask another question about this measure that we're focusing on this year. Again, that Sarah found out about it. And it's a question that's asked by a number this year. We'll see the words of Rav Shlomo Kluger, source number four in the Sefer Imre Shefer, his Sefer on Chumash. Shlomo Kluger was very prolific, many, many svarim. Uh, his commentary here on Chumash is Imre Shefer. Ask Rav Shlomo Kluger. Sarah was in shock. She found out about the Akedah. She died. But Avram, he took it. Avram took the tzivui. Sarah, we learned in last week's parsha, was on an even higher level of nevuah and ruach hakodesh than Avram Avinu. 
Right? Whatever your wife says, listen to her. So why was it so shocking for Sarah and for Avram Avinu? He was able to he was able to uh, to handle it more. That's the question of the Imre Shefer. How did Sarah be in such pain? How was Sarah in such pain? Hiksha, he quotes from the Ifas Towar, one of the commentaries on the Medrash. Well, let's go back for a second. Uh, line number eight. So this is a classic of Shlomo Kluger in terms of a harifus, a sharp thought, using a halacha from elsewhere to help explain these psukim. The Medrash tells us, Rashi quotes it back in last week's Parsha, that Avram Avinu, after the Akedah, turns to Hashem and says, I don't understand. You told me that you're going to give me kids. You told me to then kill my son. And then you told me, don't kill my son. I don't understand. I don't understand. All these contradictory tzivuyim. Why? And if there's a question Avram had, why didn't Avram ask it after stage two? Why do you wait till stage three? You're going to have a son? Kill your son? Save your son. After number two, kill my son. You told me this is my son. Forever. Why did Avram wait after three? After we went back to step one. So some of Hashem say, because at that time, Hashem told him to do something. When Hashem tells you to do something, you're not as cautious. When there's a law, when Hashem says, okay, don't do something, and now there's nothing for me to do, okay, now I'll ask Akasha. Okay, that's one shot. But suggests the Rosh Hashanah quoting here from the Fast Torah, Vitirates, to below Zelavi Kashalo. Avram wasn't bothered that he was promised to have the son, and then Hashem said you might have to lose him. Why? What did the Gemara say in the beginning of Brachas? Shemagaram Achit. Avram is an anav. Avram is somebody who always takes the blame. If Hashem wants to take away a promise that he promised me, okay, maybe I don't deserve it anymore. Maybe I don't deserve it. The fault's on me. Rock. Afterwards, when he gets his son back, and Avram knew he wasn't any higher in the spiritual realm, even though maybe we know it because he's been through the Akedah. That's got to affect you spiritually. But Avinu himself didn't feel that he was any different. And if I didn't deserve it beforehand, so then why is Hashem giving it to me back? That's why he asked the question. That's why he asked the kasha, and that's to explaining why he waited after stage three. But now, Shlomo Kluger uses that. We know the Rambam tells us, he quotes it from the Hakdamah Tepir Shemishnais. It's also elsewhere in the Rambam's writings that if a Kaddish Baruch whoever promises something good, then we might lose the, lose the good, lose the present, unless it was said by a Navi. If it was said by a third party, Hashem told the Navi that B'nai Yisrael are going to get a special Gift, so then it has to happen. There's no going back. If it was said to me, and I don't deserve it, okay, it's finished. But if it was said to a third party to tell me, that's forever, that's eternal. And that's never changing. That's what the Ramam says. So the Navi is not proven false. Right? If a Navi gets up and says, Hashem says that, you know, this is going to happen. He has to do all the different signs. But if he says something good is going to happen and then it didn't happen, that's a proof of a Navi Shekhar. So says Rav Shlomo Kluger, when Hashem told Avraham that you're going to have a son, you're going to have a son, so he was saying something good about Avraham. He was giving a gift to Avraham and Sarah. Hashem told Avraham, you're going to have a child, but really that's going to be from Sarah. So they were both promised a child, but Avraham was told directly from Hashem. Sarah was told through Avraham. Sarah's promise of a child was told to her through the nevuah to Avraham Avinu, meaning it had to be. There was no going back. It was even better for Sarah. By the way, Avraham had a different son already. He didn't need another Yoresh. Sarah didn't have any kids. So this was a tremendous bracha to Sarah Imenu. Avraham had a different son already. He didn't need another Yoresh. Sarah didn't have any kids. 
So when Avraham received the command to kill his son, he wasn't surprised, he wasn't shocked. Because Shem Maybe I don't deserve it anymore. Hashem told me he was going to give me something. And okay, he's taking it away. But Sarah was in shock. Because Sarah heard it from Avraham. Hashem says a tova to a navi about someone else. That's a promise of God. There's no way that's not going to happen. Sarah heard it almost didn't happen. That set off. And that's why she was in shock. And not Avraham. She was toenis. How is it possible? That's the harifus, the sharp thought of the Imre Shefer, why Sarah felt it more than Avram, because she had, a, so to speak, a stronger promise from God. And if the baby was going to be lost, the baby, the 37-year-old was going to be lost, then it was really going against something, something much, something much deeper. Okay, moving over to where we are, source number five, the Likute Yehoshua. Yehoshua Scheinfeld, mentioned him in the past, right, from uh, Lublin and then from New York. So he quotes, I think, a thought that we had mentioned before from the Kotzker, but we never quoted it from here, this version of it. And therefore, I'll quote it here again. But I think we've quoted it in the past from a number of Mepharshim. We know in the story now, now we get into the story of Eliezer, Evan Abraham, finding a wife. Remember, the Torah, Shebech never mentions his name. Just as Evan Abraham or Ish. First Ish, then Evan Abraham. But we have in the Pasik, Chav Gimel, uh, I'm sorry, Chav Dalid, Lamites, in the repeat of the story, Va'amar Laduni, he's telling the whole story over to Lavan and Besuel. And he says, I told my, my master, maybe she's not going to want to come with me. And he says, if not, don't worry, you won't be bound by the oath. But Chazal pick up on the word, Ulai, that it's spelled without a vav, and you can read it, Eli. Right? The Torah is written without nekudos to allow us to darshan it on many different levels. So, Ulai could mean Eli, to me. Meaning, Eliezer was thinking deep, deep down in his heart, I wish she'd ma- he'd marry my daughter. I have a daughter too. Eli. Eli, to me. I wish she would be able to marry, he would be able to marry my daughter. Eli, so So really, when he says, ah, uh, what if they don't listen? He was kind of like hoping that they wouldn't listen. He was kind of hoping that the Eli will turn into Eli and then Yisrael would marry his daughter. And Hashem uh, obviously had other plans. But the question that many Mepharshim ask is, why is does Rashi and Chazal only mention this in the repeat of the story? When he's saying over the repeat of the story, then he says, you know, Eli and Ulai. If you look earlier, we could have mentioned it there too. Right? When he says to Avraham earlier, Ulai lo sobe ha'isha. In Pasuk earlier, there it's spelled with a Vav. But the question is why, the, if this is the Remez in the Torah, so why didn't, didn't the Torah, why wasn't the Torah Meramis it earlier when the actual story happened and not when he's just telling over the story? Rashi, I'll say it over there because that's where there's no Vav. But why didn't, why didn't the, the Torah write it on, on Pasuk So says the Kutzker, source 5, line 8. He quotes the Kutzker. Well, just look at the question first. I mean, the one that we have in, uh, it says there that we have an, an Eli. Maybe there's also an Eli there. Um, but again, in Pasuk Hay, that Eli is with us. But either way, you know, why didn't um, we, we have the ability to darshan it to darshan it uh, earlier, why did the Torah write it that way? So says the Kutzker. Kimi derech ateva, shehaadam sheishlo is a negia, eni odeal negiaso. If we ever have a bias, it's very hard for us to have self recognition of that bias. Right? We think we're objective. We always think we're objective. If we're ever involved in anything, in any situation in life, we always think that we're right. We we see the clearest out of anyone. 
and we don't recognize that we're biased. Maybe a week later, we'll look back and we'll say, wow, I was so not thinking then. I was so not being objective. I wasn't thinking about all the ramifications of that. But when we're, we're involved in the incident, we don't recognize that. We think we're right. We don't realize it. So when Eliezer was going through the story himself, he himself didn't even realize, you know, that he was hoping subconsciously that this wouldn't work out and Yitzchak would have to marry his daughter. He didn't even realize that. That's why when the story took place, it says, Ulai with a vav. It's only after he's out of the picture, right? Because he sees that Rifka is going to come. He's out of the picture. Now he's more of a third party. He's not involved anymore. When he repeats the story, now he can look back and say, wow, that's what I really wanted. I can't believe I was hoping that. I can't believe I was hoping this, this miraculous venture wouldn't work. Lefichach, says the Kutzker. Bishosh Eliezer Diber El Avraham. Lo Allah Klala Daito, Shunogea Bedavar, Ulatovatatmo Miskave. He didn't know that. Velo Yada Ki A Laikiv, the Chashav. And he thought, Ki Yushol Bibshit Pashtus, Shabalotova Ishalovachas. He thought he was just asking a simple question. Avala Acher Shaboel Lavan, but after he comes to Lavan. Once he saw that this is Yitzchak's mate, the water comes up to her, he sees no longer has any biases or negias. And he's able to see objectively. And therefore he was able to see the Eli when he tells over the story. Fascinating. Again, the message being for us, we have to try to be as objective as possible, but at least know that when we're involved in a situation... Maybe we're not objective and look for help and ask a third party to be able to to confirm or to um, help us, you know, see the other the other perspective. Okay. So this parsha, the sixty-seven psukim in Parach of Dalit are all about shiduchin, all about marriage, all about finding one's mates, and uh, the Torah goes to great lengths. Great lens to to teach us this uh, this message, and Chazal even pick up on it. Chazal pick up on it uh, and and note that there are so many psukim that are mentioned here, telling us the story, and that's the line that Rashi quotes also. Yafasichasan shel avdei haavos, right? Great and precious. Amar Rebbe Acha. It's mentioned on pasuk Membeis. Amar Rebbe Acha. Yafasichasan shel avdei avos mitorasan shel banim. We can learn so much, and it's so precious. The sicha, which pashas means the conversations of the servants of the avos Eliezer, even more than the Torah of the bun in the later generations. Sharei parsha shel Eliezer kfula batora. So many psukim, so many psukim are spent on this story. The harbe gufe Torah lo nitnu elabiramiza, and so many to- point halachas in the Torah are, are, are with a remiza, with an extra vav, with a with a dot. There are dots on Hanistaros. Some things aren't even in the text. It's but there's so much time sent here because it's the Sichas and Shalavos. So maybe there's a little deeper idea. Rabbi David in his Sefer, Shailah Avi, Rabbi Vishay David, suggests in his Mamar that maybe there's a deeper idea of Sichasan Shalavde Avos. So we usually think it means that the conversation of the Avde Avos, the whole Parsha. Maybe it's not the whole parsha. Says by David, we know Chazal tell us Kashal Azavkam Kagrias Yamsuf. Putting two people together is like splitting the sea. Splitting the sea as parents or as you know people finding their mates themselves, singles or parents or grandparents or or Shatchanim. Everyone involved knows it's challenging, and sometimes you think about how in the world am I going to find the shit of Thor blank. Where are they? And they go out with somebody and they go out in a few weeks later and a few months later and they have to start again. It's like, like where, where's the system? And Baruch Hashem, there are more and more systems and we have to, those who are in the able to and those who are married have the responsibility and the achrayas to be involved in it. The Clay Yucker wrote one year, 500 years ago in Prague. The Clay Yucker spent one entire year every Shabbos talking about getting singles married. 
There was a singles problem in Prague in the 1500s. He spent one, he, and he writes, he has a whole, in, in, in his Svarim, the Olos Ephraim, he shows how he could connect Shiduchim to every parsha in the Torah. How you can, sorry, you don't have to think so hard. But, uh, I don't know. There are some others that we might have to, like, work a little, uh, work a little harder. Parshas Mase, you know, Mitzorah, right? There are others that we have to figure out. But again, you know, everyone. So 500 years ago, Adayomazeh. Whoever is in the power and has the ability and knows singles that we have to. But it's challenging. And Rabbi David notes, as many, to get two people who have different backgrounds, different rut zones, different talents, to come together, it's like, it's like Kriyas Yamsuf. It's Negera Teva. Shabbosa Mita Shashini Teva Yanochus Latzalas Amisra, Betesami Mitzrayim. It's all Hashem. It's all Hashem. Yes, we have Bechir Chavshis. But when it comes to Shiduchim, there are so many stories that, you know, how it took place. Kodesh Baruch Hu. Kodesh Baruch Hu is the one that's Mezavik Zivukim. We have to do our Ishtablus. We have to be pawns in the hands of Hashem. But we have to recognize that. We have to recognize Hashem's involvement. And in this week's parsha, we learn that even the greatest Rishaim recognized that. What did Lavan and Besuel say? I, oh, oh, is she going to be able to get married? May Hashem Yatsa Hadavar. Unbelievable. All of a sudden, they had an epiphany that God's in charge. May Hashem Yatsa Hadavar. Umikan Lamadnu, Right? Min Hashemayim, Basploni Laploni, but. May Hashem Yatsah Hadavar. And he continues and he quotes others. Yes, we have to do our Ishtavlus. May Hashem. And he quotes, he says, that's even what the Grah says is a Pshad on a Pasuk at Tehillim. An amazing Grah. The Grah says on the bottom, line 36. If Hashem doesn't build the house, if Hashem is not involved in building the house, the Bayis Neaman, Shav Amlu Bonabo. It's worthless, those who are toiling in building it. Meaning we have to toil in building it. But we have to recognize Hashem Yivne Bayis. We have to recognize Hashem is the one, if we think we're doing it ourselves, and we think things happen by themselves without Hashem's involvement, that's a falsehood. And that's not the message of Me Hashem Yatsa Hadavar. And that is why we find throughout the story of Eliezer, He's constantly talking to Hashem. Before, during, and after. He is constantly talking to Hashem. Right? What happens? He starts the whole story. and The whole story starts. Where's the beginning of the story? Let's look, look back for a second. What does he say? First Hashem Davids. First Hashem Davids before he leaves. And then he makes him swear. The Evet takes the Avot, the Gamalim, the Chulu, and he puts the Vayavrech HaGamalim, Vayomar, with the Shalsheles. Vayomar, and he starts davening. Maybe the Shalsheles is there to emphasize it to us. Hakrein Olafanayom, help me out, Vasi Chesed. And then what happens? She comes. She comes, and before he finishes, uh, davening, she already comes. The, the, the Evet runs, and Vatamar, and everything happens. Then and he's in shock. Has Hashem helped him succeed? And when they finished, he gives her the the, the uh, gifts. And before, during, and after. Please recognition and thank you. He's constantly davening. He's constantly davening. And then what happens at the end? He brings Rivka, an amazing word play. And the Gemara says in Masechah's Brachas, he was davening Mincha. Yitzchak was davening. Eliezer was davening. Eliezer was davening. And he comes and finds Yitzchak davening. Probably davening for a good wife. Ein sicha el What did Chazal say? Yafe sichasan shalav deyavos. Yosef iterasan shalabanim. It's not just stam, all the conversations. It's the message of tfila. The sicha. Ein sicha el This week's parsha, we learn that from that same word. 
Yitzchak Avinu David, the Tzicha Elatvila, that's the Sichasan Shel Ha'avos, and that's what we find, uh, of the Avdi Avos, and that's what we find throughout the Parsha, when he's an Ish, when he's an Eved, and that's what Rabbi David says on page 5, on line 16. Habitu Sichasan Shel Avdi Avos, Rob is the Tvila, so Shel Eliezer. Sichas Avi Avdos. He bats him Tvilas Bimamakim. Amazing. And Yitzchak knows, Yitzchak knows that the key to Shiduchim is Tefillah, along with the Shtavos. Again, that's what the Gemara says in the end of the Shas. Neither Daf Ayin says, you want anything? Shtavos and Tefillah. Especially though in this realm, and that's what we learned from Parsha. This is the largest treatment of any Shidduch in the entire Tanakh. And what do we learn from it? So much of it is Tefillah. Look, he goes. Eliezer goes, but Half the time he's davening. And that's how we have to learn also when we're davening for our friends, for our children, for our grandchildren, we have to make sure that we recognize the aspect of tefillah. And that's what Rashi quotes at the end. Rashi quotes it. He quotes it at the end in source number nine. Shagilo nisim shenasulo, shekafsalo aretz, vishenizdamna lo rifka, so. Unbelievable. A word that we don't always pick up on at the end. Right, what, what the Eved tells Yitzchak. Yitzchak comes in and he was davening and he said, Eliezer, what's going on? Hashem listened to my tefillah. There's davening all over. Parshas Chayisara, and that's what we learn from about Shituchim. Okay, once we're on the topic of tefillah, a thought that we have mentioned in the past, but just to add one punchline to it, based on what we just said. The uniqueness of Mincha Tfilas Mincha, which Yitzchak Avinu is the source of that, is, is mentioned by the tour already. We mentioned the tour in the beginning of Achaz Mincha, but this year we'll read it, the same idea, in Rav Zevin in La Torah of Lamadim. Because Rav Zevin then adds on one more line that the tour didn't say. Rav Zevin says, Shoni Tfilas Mincha. Tfilas Mincha is unique. Even the name of Tfilas Mincha. Look in the Rambam, the Rambam in Ilchaz Malachim says, Ya Avram Davind Shachris, Yitzchak Davind a tefillah in the afternoon, and Yaakov David Arvis. Interesting that the Rambam did not call it Mincha. Tosfus and Arvi Psachem even wonders. Tosfus, it's, pre- it's on the first Mishnah, but it's printed on Kuf Zayin, Ahmed Aleph. Tosfus wonders, why do we call Mincha Mincha? Shacharis is Shachar. Arvis is Erev. Mincha means a present. Why is Mincha a present? What, Shacharis is not a Mincha? And Mayrev is not a Mincha? Okay, Kasha. Uh, but the Rav Zevin says, and it's echoing the tour, Mincha is unique. It's the hardest one. In the morning, the person hasn't gone, hasn't gone out to work yet. He has nothing on his mind. He just woke up, he rolls out of bed, he goes to shul. His head, hopefully his head is clear. We're not supposed to write, do things before we dive in. Right, we're not supposed to go say hello. Right, bismana That translates probably into we're not supposed to check our emails before we daven. Right, because the first connection and communication is with the kaddish baruch They can wait another hour. Right, that's translating the shulchan aruch for you know tafshin tafshin pay. And we can all do it. Anybody who has any any questions about it. The night, our head is clear when we go daven. At night, myriv, we're done. We're finished. No more to do, we daven. We daven. But then there's Mincha, line 10. Adam omid be'emsavodaso, umishlach yado maso matano. I'm in the middle of a deal, I'm in the middle of a this, I'm in the middle of everything. And I have to take myself away and connect to Hashem. I have to plug myself in, in this situation. That's very hard. The Gemara says, you gotta do it. Eliyahu Navi was the answer, betchilas Mincha. Mincha is the hardest. But Mincha has the largest payoff. That's the godless of Mincha. It's in the middle of everything. And we still, we're still able to, uh, to, um, cut ourselves off and connect ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And says Rav Zevin, that's what the tour says, that's what Rav Zevin says, and he says, Semel Ha'is Askus, line 20. Binyani What is the symbol in Tanakh of work, you know, outworking? The field. The field, ba'aspecha, es masecha, menasade, right? All the, the, uh, sidur, the pasmalachas, plowing and seeding and cutting. That's work. V'yasafta deganecha, whenever the Torah wants to talk about parnasa, the Torah says work. V'zeyasafecha tocha lechem. So what does it say? V'yetze yitzchak, lasuach basade. 
in the field. Mincha is in the field. And that's the godless of Yitzchak. And it's so ironic if we think about it. Because Yitzchak we would think is the Av that's the most private. The most mysterious. Avram was involved in the whole world. Yaakov Avinu somewhat was also involved in the whole world. With the Shvatim, with the nations, that's standing in front of Paro. Yitzchak never left Eretz Yisrael. Yitzchak was the most private. And he's the one that David for us, the tefillah, that's the most public. The one that's in the middle of the day. The one that we have to separate ourselves from everything else that's going on and say, I'm going to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Maybe the message, being, the message is for us, we could be a Yitzchak in the afternoon. Don't think it's out beyond our reach. We could be a Yitzchak, even though it's Basada, we could be Lasuach. And that's the message of Vayese Yitzchak Lasuach Basada. One final point quickly, just to mention, and that's the Rashi at the end of the Parsha. Right, what happens at the end, Avram dies, Right, Rashi quotes, so you wouldn't see Esav go to Tarbazra. And who buried Avraham? Yishmael, Yitzchak and Yishmael. Yitzchak, so Yitzchak, Yishmael, Banel, Marsamachpel. Great, and Rashi quotes Mikan, that we know Yishmael did Shuva. Mikan, Shalasi, Yishmael, Shuva, Vaholech, Yitzchak, Lefanav, Vuseva, Torsh, Nehra, Ba'Avraham. The question that is, that is asked here, of Schwab asked, a question that we might not have thought of before, how do we know that Yishmael did Shuva? He came back. He came back. He's with the family again. Last time we knew, he, he got thrown out because of all the terrible averes he was doing. So, but where do we know also? What does Rashi quote by the Akedah? I'm Ravinu. Who, who went with Avram to the Akedah? Yishmael, Eliezer. He left the he left Yishmael at the foot of the mountain and he went up. But Yishmael was already back then. So why Esra Schwab didn't didn't Rashi already say in last week's parsha? He came back home. So he gives two upshotim. Number one is that it's not a riot that he did shuva, the fact that he was back in the house. Remember, Sarah was the only one that said he should leave. So Sarah's dead. And he came back. He knows Avram loves him. So why is that a raya that he did shuva? Ah, but after Avraham dies, so now what's holding him back from being a Russia? And he's still accompanying Yitzchak to the burial, so maybe that's why it's here. The second answer that he gives is probably the one that we understood from Rashi, and that is Yitzchak's first in the Pasuk. It doesn't say Yitzchak was older. It says Yitzchak first. Who goes first is very big. Remember that Gemara in Sanhedrin, where Kaddish Baruch goes over to Yeravim and Nevat and says, Yeravim, you want to take a walk? Me, you, and David. Me, you, and Ben Yishai and Gan Eden. Just a private walk. You want to go? It says Yerava, Mi Barosh. Who's going first? Even though in the, in the presentation it said, Aniv Atau ben, ben Yishai. But once he asked the question, Mi Barosh, Baruch says, Ben Yishai Barosh. It says Yerava, not interested. Unbelievable gaiva. Here Yishmal says, Mi Barosh, Yisrach, you go first. That shows he did Shuva. We have to be able to recognize that others could go first. And that shows that we recognize our place. And that's the raya, that he did shuva because he was able to let Yitzchak go in front of him. So he learns tonight a lot of amazing life messages. We learned about affecting others, being Mizaka the Rabbim, from Sarah, from Esther. We learned about Amavinu not regretting his mitzvahs, recognizing that it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? We learned that Shiduchim are all up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We just have to do our best. And we learned Anava. And letting others go first is something that defines a person's religious religious personality. Okay, we'll stop here. Parshas Chayisar.